Have you ever wondered what was going on between the ears of your crush? Ever wondered where things are going with the guy you're dating? Are you dissatisfied with your love life? Are you happily attached but still want to improve things? If so, you have come to the right place. I am proud to share with you that your search is over. You are now listening to What Is He Thinking? What is he thinking? What is he thinking? The Dating and Relationship Podcast for the benefit of women from the perspective of men. And now, without further ado, your host, Alexander B. Stevens. You are now listening to The Authentic Male Perspective on Dating and Relationships. Season 2, Episode 17, Episode 39 overall. Let's get ready to podcast! What's going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens back in the building one more time hosting your favorite podcast, the What Is He Thinking podcast. This is the podcast where we do something that probably has never happened to you before. We actually tell you the truth. Don't expect anything in return for your exclusive benefit only. I know it's strange. I know you're not used to it, (laughs) but that's what we try to do here at the What Is He Thinking podcast. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about platonic cross-sex friendships. Cross-sex as in guy-girl, man-woman, not as in whatever else you might have been thinking. Are they real? Are they fake? Is it possible for men and women to be friends? All that good stuff is what we're talking about today. And I don't want to talk about it alone. You know me. The best conversations are with another intelligent individual. So I would like everybody to welcome my guest, Jason Keith. How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good, doing good. You got a quick little 30-second spill about yourself so people know a little bit about you? Yeah, I live and work in Texas. I am in my later 30s. I'm single, and I think I can talk on this subject pretty well. Good stuff, good stuff. I've known Jason since approximately 1995. So you can say we go back a little bit. All right, let's get into it. Friends, platonic friendships. What does Alexander B. think about those? Well, first of all, I kind of want to define the term friend because in my opinion, most people overuse that term. They throw it out much too loosely. So when I Google friend, I see a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. Another definition from Merriam-Webster says, a person who has a strong liking for and trust in another person. So that is the definition of a friend. In my opinion, most people call anyone that they don't hate a friend, and I just think that's a little bit too liberal. What do you think about that, Jason? Oh, he's my friend over here, he's my friend over there, but he's really an associate or an acquaintance. Do you think people do that or no? I think people do. First of all, I feel like that was a leading question, (laughs) but I will answer it anyway. I think that people always do that. I mean, it's the same thing like when you use the word genius or brilliant or gorgeous or beautiful. Like people just throw those terms out like willy nilly and don't actually, there's no substance behind it. It's just like, 
oh, they're just the most amazing. No, it's just like they're an acquaintance and like that's what it is. A friend is somebody different, but I feel like this day's generation, it's just like all over the place. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. So let's give a couple more definitions. Acquaintance, a person one knows slightly, but who is not a close friend. Acquaintance, the state of being acquainted. A person whom one knows, but who is not a particularly close friend. So those are the definitions of acquaintance. And I feel like 70% of people's quote unquote friends are truly acquaintances and associates. I'll expand on that. I think in high school, that's what a lot of people were. I don't think we had a lot of friends in high school, maybe even in college. As you get older, you start to like prune your tree of who your friends are, who you call your friends. And I think early on when we're developing friendship bonds, we can be confused in high school and college of like who our real friends really are. Oh, definitely. For sure. For sure. In college, people are like drinking buddies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just somebody you party with. That's not necessarily a friend. To me, I gave you all the book definitions of friends. But to me, a friend is somebody that you confide in, you trust. They are a part of your life. And if they weren't in your life, it would affect you. Mm. Now, as we get older and we're all living our own lives and get married and have families, of course, you get to spend less and less time with your friends, especially if you're single and live in the same town as this supposed friend. If they died and it wouldn't affect your life, then they were not a friend, <laughs> according to my definition. If y'all live in the same city, I feel like you should see a friend and spend some decent quality in-person time with them every other month, every three months at the worst. If y'all don't live close to each other, you probably should see each other at least once a year. And of course, you should be talking to each other probably at least once a month, if not once every other month. And if you're not doing anything like that, then whoever you're claiming to be a friend, in my opinion, isn't really a friend, they're an associate. What are your thoughts about Alexander B's definition of a real friend? I think it's 100% accurate. I think it's the same thing even when you date people of the opposite sex. If they're really interested in you, they'll reach out to you and say, hey, let's go do something. And if you're not at that level, or they don't think of you at that level, then they won't say anything. And they'll let you do all the work. And I know it just happened, but just like what Chris Rock said in his last stand-up a few years ago, when you're trying to move a couch, you know, it's really hard for one person to move a couch. But imagine how easy it is if both people are moving the couch. Both people are working at it and they want to work at it. The relationship is so much better than like someone always reaching out and you not calling them back. So I 100% agree. Absolutely, absolutely. In my podcast, Things Men Secretly Hate About Women, one of the last things we talked about are women who didn't initiate contact throughout the dating phase, the early dating phase. The man always had to call them first, always had to text them first, and how men kind of can't stand that. And if it goes on for too long, then the guy kind of goes bye-bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're both truly interested in each other and you want to have that relationship, then it needs to go both ways. Maybe it's not perfectly 50-50, but it needs to be 60-40. It needs to be effort on both sides. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I just went on a date with a woman on Friday or Thursday. It was actually Thursday. Went great. And we both messaged each other the next day saying how great the date was how we should hang out on Sunday and just do something chill and just like go for a walk around the park. And I said, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, let me know. Here's my number. You can call me, text me anytime. 
She wrote me on Sunday around two or three o'clock before the afternoon. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, so I get tied up. I have some prior responsibility. I've got to go do that. I'm tied up in that. I can't go to XYZ now. And hopefully we can get together this week and meet up for that coffee and like whatever, like the second date. And I was like, yeah, you're fine. Thanks for letting me know. But also I have to be aware that like she has my number. She has my information. She could have reached out after that and said, hey, what are you doing? Sorry to cancel on you yesterday, but like, I really do want to see you later on this week. She hasn't said a word. Mm. So like, am I going to like reschedule when she cancels? And she said, oh yeah, let's meet up for coffee later on this week. It's very vague. So like, am I going to reach out to her for her to tell me she's not available or like she needs to do that part. And so I'm just like, I'm not gonna reach out to her at all. To me, that message was like, hey, I'm kind of interested, but not really that interested. And I'm gonna do my own thing. Because people who are interested will reach out to you and be yeah. like, hey, what are you doing Thursday? Cause I've got nothing to do and yada, yada, yada. So that's like a, like a, I don't know, thing I had to learn over the years. Like, hey, if they're not reaching out to you any substance after they cancel on you, then like, let it go. Don't waste your time. For sure, for sure. I just recently, I don't want to say recently learned, but within the last five years, basically learned that if a woman cancels a date on you and doesn't immediately reschedule a new date, then it's basically church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if she cancels and that's it, then she only had moderate to low interest in you. If yeah. she cancels and then says something like your girl said, and she contacts you later on and schedules that makeup date, then she has high interest in you. Or if that same day that she cancels, she says, I'm sorry, I can't do it now. But next Wednesday at seven o'clock, I'm definitely going to be able to do it. So if she like schedules the next date while she's canceling the current date, then that's a woman that's interested. But anything other than that is just kind of just trash. Anyway, let's get into guys and girls. Can guys and girls be friends? Well, I feel like anytime someone asks a question that says, can something happen? I pretty much always have to say yes. Yes, it can. But how likely is it? And what percentage of the time does it happen? And what's the quality of it when it does happen? (laughs) You know what I mean? So can guys and girls be friends? Yes. And I haven't researched this, but this is just based on my life experience. I feel like most cross-sex platonic friendships that are actually really friendships and not acquaintanceships or associateships, most of them were born before the age of 25. So if you met a girl like in the sixth grade or whatnot, and y'all kind of grew up together or you went to church together or you met her freshman year of college or something, there's a possibility that you two could really be friends. You two could really have a sibling-like bond between each other. And that's all it is. And there's no ulterior motives or anything like that. And y'all can move on to the future with a true friendship. But in general, after college or especially after the age of 25, when the brain stops developing, if you go out of your way to talk to a woman that you don't know and you're not related to or anything like that, that isn't a friend of a friend, then there's a reason that you, you went out of the way to talk to her. And it's not because you're looking for a new friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Typically by 25, most people already have their 5, 10 friends and their 10, 20 acquaintances. So they're not looking to add to that roster. They're looking to fill the position that's empty and that's number one love of their life or sex buddy or whatever. They're not looking for new friends. So can guys and girls be friends? 
Yes, but typically, usually, if y'all met after the age of 25, the likelihood of him wanting to be friends with you is pretty low. What do you think about what I just said, Jason? So I was thinking about it as you're talking, and I think you're 100% right. I think that between friends, if it's a guy and a girl that are friends, I think there's always kind of, sort of a hidden agenda between one sex or the other. I think one of the things is it's like we're conditioned to watch all these movies growing up of like, oh, we did it back in high school or we were friends back in the day. We grew up in the same town, just like the facts that you're putting out. And I feel like a lot of those things may have worked out because back in the day, cities weren't that big. You stayed in your own little town, your own little community. You would grow up and go to college or move out of the city and get a job and then move back. And you reunite with somebody that you used to know. And you like develop this relationship. Well, we're just friends. And now that we've grown up, or if you stayed in the same town and you grew up and you kind of knew each other, you can get together and like kind of experience that like kind of friendship, love-like relationship. But I think you're right. I think that's all started way beyond that sexual attraction had like set in as far as a man and woman go and stuff like that. I think that it's kind of possible, but like I don't feel like it's a good faith relationship where one person or both people are just like totally platonic, like, oh, we're just like really good friends. There's always something below that. There's always something below that. Yeah, you were saying uh, something he, about ulterior motives. Talk to me about the ulterior motives. I think that as far as men go, when I go to work, I have a lot of associates and some of them are women. And I've got to say that like, you know, some of them are just friends, but the ones that I have like really strong, fun relationships with, there's some type of sexual attraction going both ways. It's never just like strictly platonic. Unless maybe she's married and I'm married or we're both in serious relationships. But even then, I feel like it could get messy. Even then, I feel like at the right party, at the right time, the right amount of drinks, like stuff can get kind of sticky. So, yes. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Ladies, if you think that your guy friends are truly not attracted to you and truly only want to be platonic with you, then put them to the test. I want you to send them a text message and let them know that, hey, I've been thinking about you. You've been on my mind and I feel like. So true. So true. (laughs) I feel like we should take things further than we have taken them. And then he'll be kind of confused or whatnot. And then hit up the next day and basically tell him to come over and take it. (laughs) Basically tell him to come over and come get it. And eight times out of nine, he's either going to think you're drunk or he's going to rush over there with his rubbers in his pocket and his face flush, ready to go. And when he does come over there, you will know that this is a guy that wasn't really trying to be your platonic buddy for life, BFF for life. This is a guy that really wanted more, but didn't know how to get to that more. So he just took what he could get. Yeah, pretty much. I think there's a deeper conversation to be had about why... Let me ask you this. Why are women readily available to have those relationships with men? Like, do they actually think that it could be platonic? Or are they thinking that, like, maybe this could possibly turn into more later on? I wonder how women feel about it. Ladies, tell us how you feel. Send me an email at whatizhethinking at gmail.com. 
or just comment under this video on the YouTube page. Let me know the answer to that question and educate both of us. I'll give you my two cents on that. I'm not a woman, but I can only guess. I feel like women like men in the romantic sense for a handful of reasons, right? And when a woman is friends with a man, she can get the masculine energy. She can get the direct and indirect protection. She can get a lot of things that a woman would get in a relationship without having to actually be in a relationship, without actually having sex with a guy, dedicate a lot of energy and focus on them, things of that nature. I don't know where I heard this, but it's like men need sex and women need attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like attention to women is like sex to men. We have a burning desire to acquire it and to get as much of it as we can as frequently as we can. So if a woman can get that attention from a man without having to open up her heart and risk having her heart broken or open up something else and risk having that taken advantage of, then she's going to do it. So I think I'm not saying this is a malicious or intentional I think a lot of women befriend men so they can get 60% of the perks of having a boyfriend without doing but 20% of the work that a girlfriend would have to do if she was in a relationship. Does that make any sense? That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think one of the issues with having a girlfriend or a boyfriend that's a friend is that, like I said before, it can get messy. I just feel like there's always an underlying angle. There's never just like, oh yeah, like friend and like da, da, da. Like I've had girlfriends and I'm like, oh yeah, totally a friend. And 99% of the time I was like, oh yeah, they're totally a friend. But there's always that one time that I'm like, man, you know what? Tonight would be great if X, Y, Z. But it's not all the time. It's just like, just random yada, yada, yada. I hate to say it, but it's like, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if I completely believe this now, but I definitely believe this 10 to 15 years ago. I used to think, first of all, there's only a certain percentage of women that I like being around, to be honest with you. In general, I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to any woman that I'm unattracted to. I don't want to make that sound bad, but I think that's just true of most guys. There has to be some type of physical attraction for a guy to even want to talk to you. So that's step one. Physical attraction is somewhat there to start off with. So if their physical attraction is there and I find out you're a good person and we have things in common enough for us to be friends, then that's the all the ingredients necessary to be my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> that's what I used to think. Like, I actually like you as a person. We have things in common and I'm physically attracted to you. <laughs> like, what else are we looking for here? So I feel like that's kind of the reason for what you just talked about. How men have difficulty being friends with women, because if I can find a woman that I can be a friend with, <laughs> that's wifey right there. Or that's at least a girlfriend. Right. The thing that takes you from girlfriend to wifey is if you have like common long-term goals and common views on life and things of that nature. But that's at least a four-year girlfriend, right? What do you think about that? So there's a terminology my college roommate came up with, and I can speak on this. I will put my hand on the Bible for this. And it's a term he coined in college. He said, Jason, there are some girls that you'll meet that I like to call sneaky hot, sneaky hot, where you meet them and they're cute. And then over time, over a few weeks or a few days or months, and they sneak up on you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, <laughs> you're like, I will do whatever it takes to be with you. And yeah. I think that it's hard to explain and like, I'll give an example. I worked with a girl in the past. 
And I was like, oh, she's all right. You know, like, whatever. And then, like, day by day, I was just a little bit more attracted to her voice, a little bit more attracted. And then by, like, day 42, I was like, I can't work with her. I can't. Like, too much of a it's, distraction. It's too much of a distraction. And she, at this point, was a friend, right? She was a friend that I wasn't even interested in. And my thing was, like, she's kind of above me and like she's super smart and she's nice and she's a great person and i'm not attracted to her i have this like thing about me like i I just want to treat everybody with respect and then somehow you catch feelings and you're like where did this come from it's a sneaky hot and guys what i'm saying is, is like maybe initially you weren't trying to like go after them but sometimes women have this thing about it it's just like and they think that you're their friend and like, you're like, oh yeah, there's nothing sexual between us. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there like, this is bad because I'm kind of attracted to you now. <laughs> Didn't used to be yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. One of the main differences I think between men and women is women seemingly can turn their sexuality off a little bit easier than men. Sometimes we think the switch is off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The wind blows in the right direction and she says a cool joke or she does something that's like, huh, I've never seen a woman do that before. And all of a sudden, the, that lever is on. You know what I'm saying? And attraction is yeah. on and popping. So that's probably something that women don't seem to understand that it's really hard for us to shut off our attraction odometer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But let's see here. So platonic friendships, what do I think about these besides what we already said? Well, most platonic friendships are fake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They aren't real friendships or one party, usually the man, is hanging around because he's waiting on the right moment to make a move. And he's not maybe a ladies man. He doesn't exactly know what he's doing, maybe. And he's just kind of waiting on all choosing signal or something. Maybe it never happens and now a year has gone by, two years gone by, and it's like, all right, I'm in the friend zone and here I am. Or he's just too shy to make a move. But he likes you, so he likes spending time around you. So any opportunity he gets to spend time around you, he's going to do that. But he's so afraid of rejection or whatnot that he's not going to make a move. Or he knows you're in a relationship and he doesn't want to like be the guy to break it up. So he's kind of hanging around, buzzing around, hovering around, kind of waiting on y'all to break up, waiting on you to get single, maybe waiting on that fight so he could be the shoulder to cry on. Y'all have heard that before, right? Or he's just waiting on you, like I said, to break up so he could then make his move. And either you don't end up breaking up with the guy or you break up with him like five years later and he's been hovering so long that he's stuck in the friend zone. Or you break up with the guy and he feels maybe like a jerk trying to go in so quick. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he tries to give you time to heal. Little does he know you're healing with another man two weeks later. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And now you're in another relationship with somebody else. (laughs) Now he's still hovering and buzzing around again, waiting on that to break up. So that happens way more than people like to realize. And these are just some of the things that happen in these platonic relationships, platonic friendships that make me think that they're just fake. A couple other things. Some guys are friends with you, not because they think you're such a great person and they have no attraction to you, but they're friends with you because of the access you can give them into new social circles. Like, okay, I'm friends with Susie because Susie has a bunch of cute friends. (laughs) So if I'm friends with Susie, and I can get around her cute friends, then maybe I can holler at some of them. Or Susie's really popular and she can get to this party or she can get invited to that or she can get box seats at the game. So 
If I'm cool with her, maybe I can get some of the leftovers, some of the crumbs that fall off the table and take advantage of some of her access. So this is another reason why some guys hover around and befriend you that aren't really genuine, which is why I call most of these platonic friendships fake. What do you think about any of these reasons or any of these outcomes of most of these platonic friendships? Man, I don't like to say that like, oh, I 100% agree with you, but like, I do 100% agree with you. I mean, just on everything. Like I said earlier, it's a good good faith faith relationship with a lot of men and women. Because I think a lot of men also like to keep women around they're friends with, even if they're in a relationship, just in case. Just in case the person I picked to be my wife isn't the right person. And I still have Susie around at a close, like, I don't know, at a close distance where I can always reach out and be like, hey, you were doing your own thing. I was doing my own thing. They both didn't work out. What do you say? Yeah. I feel like there's nothing stopping that. I don't know. I feel like since we brought up Chris Rock already, uh, I feel like in the 90s, one of his stand-ups, he basically talked about platonic relationships, at least on the girls' end. And he basically said, having guys around is breaking case of emergency, <laughs> dick in the glass. You know what I'm saying? Dick, so dick. it's. <laughs> I know exactly what you're about. talking about. I know but, exactly uh, what bit you're talking about. It might be in reverse or whatnot. So that's definitely another element that comes into play when it comes to these platonic friendships. Yeah. I'll just talk about myself a little bit since you've talked about some of your dating history and your friendships. Huh? Well, first of all, most of my female friends are acquaintances and associates. I wouldn't even really call them friends. But even if we want to call them all friends, the majority of them happened on accident. I was not trying to be their friend. I was either trying to date them or I used to date them or I wanted to date them and couldn't figure it out. Or like I said before, it took me too long to make a move and she had a boyfriend by the time I was going to make a move. So I just was there like, uh, okay. And then by the time they broke up, I've been hovering around so long. It's like, all right, I guess I'm in friendship zone. It's too awkward now to try to make a transition. So I'll just stay here. So I'm not just saying this to say this. Like I live this. Jason is co-signing pretty much the worst I say. If you have a brother or any honest man in your life, they will mostly co-sign. But you can't talk to your guy friends because, of course, they're going to lie to you. (laughs) If they were going to tell you that, hey, I really like you and let's go to the back room and make it do what it do, they would already said that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So they got to keep playing the role that they're playing. So what am I saying, ladies? We're about to wrap this up. I'm saying that basically... Men are not trying to be your friend, especially once we're all adults. It maybe is possible, like I said, when we were in school or if you grew up with somebody. But as adults, men are not trying to be your friend. And that's it. Like a real friend. They'll be your acquaintance. They'll be your associate or they'll be your friend with uh, ulterior motives just waiting on the opportunity to act on those ulterior motives. They're not just trying to be a platonic BFL for life. And that's it. Be suspicious of men that are claiming to try to be your friend. What do you got to say, Jason? Okay, I'll say that. That last part is perfect. If you have a true guy friend, either he's gay. It's a raining man. Hallelujah. Sorry. No, totally. (laughs) Or the men that are actually really trying to be your friends are the men that you barely talk to. That like you can call every now and then, like after a couple months and be like, hey, this is a situation and they'll answer and they'll talk to you. But a guy that you see a lot of, 
or that comes over, or you guys get drinks together a lot. It's just, he's just waiting for the right time. Mm-hmm. A really good friend is somebody you check in with every three months and say, hey, I had a phone call. What's going on? How's life? Do you know what I mean? Because then you know that they have their own thing going on and they're not interested in you at all. And maybe, yeah, maybe like drunken night, if you guys are together, something could happen. But the people who don't reach out to you and don't call you that much and will call you on a whim every four or five months just to see how you're doing are your friends. But if they're married and like, you know, their wife and they have kids and y'all hang out together all the time, that could be a friendship too. I'm not saying it's impossible, but if it's a single guy and you hang out all the time, he's just waiting. He's waiting for the right time. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even in the married case, I still feel like the friendship will have like limits on it. Yeah, yeah. Limits to the point in which the friendship is almost not a friendship, but an acquaintanceship. You know what I mean? Like y'all will only hang out once or twice a year or he'll yeah. never hang out with you one-on-one. It'll be a double date all the time. Like there has to be some boundaries and some limits. Otherwise mm-hmm. he might slip into the same stuff that we've been talking about for the last half hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. So I don't want you ladies to be offended or whatnot. Like, why can't a man like me for who I am and my personality and my intellect? Like, why does bedroom activity and romance always have to be involved? I don't want you ladies to be offended, but I just got to keep it real. This is the What Is He Thinking podcast. And this is where we actually tell you the truth. And I just feel like for the average guy, this isn't true for every guy, but for 75, 80 percent of the guys, dealing and communicating with women requires extra effort. It's a little bit more stressful than dealing with another man. Why is this? Because men, we have to like censor and restructure the way we communicate so that we're not offending you. If we're hanging out with you, then it's kind of in our innate nature to kind of want to protect you. Even if you're not our woman, we're still going to be on the lookout as if we are almost on the date. I mean, that's additional stress. You know, when we go out to eat with our friends, everybody pays for themselves or one guy pays for everybody on Tuesday. The other friend pays for everybody on Saturday. The third friend pays for everybody the next weekend. And it's a rotation. And we pretty much know how it goes when it's not anybody's birthday. But when we're hanging out with you, sometimes you're kind of looking at us like, uh, like you're looking for extra favors and extra special treatment because that's how men typically treat women. Whether y'all realize it or not is with extra special treatment. We don't treat y'all like we treat men. Anyway, bottom line, that extra effort and the extra stress of dealing with a woman, for most men, it's not worth it if there's no romance, if there's no bedroom possibilities on the horizon. It's like, (laughs) I have two options. I can work job A for four hours a day, four days a week, and get paid $5,000 a week, or I can work job B for 10 hours a day, and get paid $2,000 a week or get paid $4,000. They say it's the same pay. Get paid the same. You're going to do the easier route. If I'm just going to be friends, if I'm not going to get any bedroom action, if I'm not going to get any special treatment or extra special treatment, then I would rather be friends with the person I can act more natural around. I don't have to worry about protecting them or anything like that. So it's not that we don't value you as a human being and a person, but it's just that us interacting with you, dealing with you and being around you, especially if we're attracted to you and we have to kind of deny that part of ourselves or we have to like try to stifle our internal attraction for you. It's just a whole lot of stress and extra work. It's like doing extra work for less pay. Who does that? (laughs) Who chooses extra work for less pay? You tell me. So that's why most guys aren't really trying to be friends with women. What do you have to say about that, Jason Keith? That was a perfect explanation of trying to navigate 
through the friendship market of women. And I'll add to this, I don't befriend women who aren't attractive. I hate to say that. It can happen, but I just don't do it. Because even if I do, and she's not attractive, she might be attracted to me. Then I have to play this game of like, I have to like wiggle myself out of that situation. So why would I do that? So men are only going to be for friend if they're attracted to you in some sense. And it's it's a hard game to play. An analogy I used to use back in the day to try to describe men spending time around women they want but can't have is like the homeless man that hasn't eaten in a week going to the Golden Corral buffet just to watch other people eat and smell the food in the back kitchen. Why would he do that? (laughs) If If he doesn't have any money to eat, and he doesn't think anybody's going to give him free food. Why would he go to the buffet just to get closer to what he wants so desperately but can't have? Why would he tease and tempt himself like that? He's going to go the opposite direction. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. I mean, the same reason why I don't go to strip clubs. I don't do that. Like, I just... <laughs> like, why would I go somewhere to be teased? Like, I don't yeah. need to do that. And then waste money? Just, no. It's a double whammy. For sure, for sure. So, <laughs> he doesn't want to be your friend. If he's going out of his way to talk to you, he wants to be more than your friend. I'm not saying he wants to be your husband. (laughs) He might just want you for a weekend or a month, but he definitely wants you more than a friend. All right, ladies. So I want you to take this message, tattoo it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Write it down, have it painted, etched, stenciled on your wall and never forget it. Men don't go out of their way to do nice things and to talk to strangers of the opposite sex that they don't want anything more from. Like, it just doesn't happen. Unless, like Jason said, they're part of the alphabet community. Or, like I said earlier, y'all met when y'all were little kids, and y'all just grew up together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they got so many letters, it's hard for me to keep up. Like, every year they add a letter. Like, we're running out of letters. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unless y'all grew up together, y'all have a sibling hey. type relationship. Hey, we just... love you. We love you. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. We love the community. Don't worry about that. But it's funny. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, women, unless you grew up with this man, or unless y'all's friendship started before you were old enough to drink, odds are he doesn't really want to be just your platonic friend. He wants to be more than friends. He wants a 401k benefit package with that friendship. Or he's using you for your access and status. So ladies, in the future, make sure to be cognizant of this new information or this reconfirmed old information that you always knew in the back of your head. Jason, I appreciate you for hopping on and spending some time with me and my audience. Do you have any final words on this topic? Not at all. I think we hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. All right, Jason, we appreciate you for spending time out of your day to let us know what you have to say. This is the What Is He Thinking podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Share with friends. Let's get the word out. I'm not trying to degrade you or be mean to you. I'm actually trying to explain things to you and help. That's all I want to do. I'm a firstborn. I got two younger sisters. I'm interested in helping out women, helping them to love life and helping them to be better. If you're not listening to us on YouTube, go ahead and check out my YouTube page. I have more content on there than I release on the regular podcast page. Get on YouTube, search What IZ He Thinking podcast. Look for that red and black logo and enjoy yourself. 
Anyway, he is Jason Keith. I am Alexander B. Stevens, and we are out. Well, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Alexander B. thanks you for taking time out of your day to listen to what he has to say. Hopefully, you feel the information shared today has helped you get one step closer to understanding men and one step closer to the type of relationship you have always dreamed of. If this episode spoke to you or you indeed felt that it was helpful, please share it with your friends and followers on social media and text the link to the episode to your inner circle of friends. If you have a future topic suggestion or need any clarification about anything that was shared during this episode, feel free to email the show at whatizhethinking at gmail.com or follow and DM the show on Instagram at whatishethinking underscore podcast. Be clear and concise with your message and Mr. Stevens will do his best to accommodate you. Once again, we appreciate you lending us a listening ear and we hope your tomorrow is better than your yesterday. Enjoy the rest of your week. The podcast that is here to help you win with men. Signing off. Until we speak again.